Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, welcome back to another video on this channel that deals with educating about uh, narcissistic abuse so that we can recover from it. Today I would like to talk about an insidious part of the narc con that they do on us. And this is really important, I believe, in kind of putting this topic to bed, guys. And just before I get into it, I would like to say to you, thank you very, very much for your support. You're just lovely people and I really love you. And I love doing this and I love interacting with you. And also thank you for some very generous donations to the channel as well. So it's really with heartfelt thanks so thank you. Okay. Guys, this is one thing that we are lucky enough to have found out about this particular, particularly diabolical con game or job that narcissists run on their targets or victims. And I was just thinking about it before I came on to do this video today. And I was thinking, you know, even when we get this knowledge and, you know, we can can talk about this subject and even when we have it, it's still difficult to heal from it and to put the narcissists away from us to bed and to to go forward. And I was thinking so many people have their lives ruined because they don't know about narcissistic abuse. And so many people also who could then come on and get the information are convinced by other people that, ah, look, don't be getting into all that. You know, it's just uh, it's just the way life is and stuff. It's an actual it's a personality disorder. It's a recognized personality disorder that um, that these people with this disorder emotionally abuse victims. They can physically, financially, sexually, they can abuse victims in every which way. The emotional abuse is the most insidious and it's the hardest sometimes to pinpoint and the hardest to accept and also the hardest to get acknowledged as an actual, you know, a definitive abuse form. But by God, it exists and it does untold damage to people. And that's why we need to get the education about it. And that's why we need to be careful who we talk to about it. We don't need anyone poo-pooing our experience. We had this experience and we we need to understand it and recover from it. So a last thing I'll say about that is my little, I suppose, heartfelt rant is if you can actually share the information in this particular video, if it's appropriate for you to do so, it might save somebody from going under someone who doesn't know that they've been narcissistically abused.
Okay, so this is this is a kind of a game that the narcissists look the most general, normal, commoner, gardener, narcissists, your average everyday narcissist that you will come across. They don't kind of kind of think like, oh, I'm going to run a game on this person now. This is going to be fun. It's all kind of quite instinctive with them. It's just the way they've developed. So they play games constantly. They play emotional games. They play every kind of game so long as it's going to be a win for them. So what they do with us initially when they're love bombing us is they will gather information from us. And honestly, guys, when you're getting to know someone and if you're empathic and if you want to share and you like, you know, you like being you, you probably be a little bit derogatory about yourself. You may even say, well, I really have to watch myself. You know, I'm inclined to do this or to do that. Or my family always say I'm a bit too, what can I say, too emotional or I I overthink things or uh, I can be a bit jealous or, you know, whatever you kind of, you want this person, you're trusting them, you want them to get to know you and you say, I have to work on myself on that, but, you know, I'm improving or whatever. Now, this can be in amongst all the other things, you know, that are going on. I'm not saying you're like that all the time. I'm just saying we can find ourselves doing this as we wish to express ourselves to somebody that we're very close with. Unfortunately, if we don't know we're with a narcissist in the love bombing stage, this all in this information is all going tickety tock, tickety tock, file in the drawer, and it's 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 gathered. It's not missed, even though they can say, "Ah, oh, you're not like that," whatever, in the love bombing stage. That's a very important, subtle piece of ammunition for them to use on you at a later date. So they don't honestly, you know, they they may in the love bomb stage kind of try you out, give you a few um, testing devaluations, just very subtle ones, ones that would possibly not even be red flags to you. But they may try you with a little bit of triangulation or a little bit of silent treatment, you know, maybe a 10 minute little huff just to see how you react but it'll all be forgotten and, you know, they'll give you a big hug at the end of it or something. And it'll be not something that would trigger any alarm bells in you. They want to see and they'll ask questions as well. They'll I was even asked, um, do I like the silent treatment? And I was kind of going, what's the silent treatment? God love me. God love me. I had no idea. <laughs> no idea. Anyway, the silent treatment for anyone that doesn't know, but if you, I bet if you've been with a narcissist, you'll know all about the silent treatment. It's when the narcissist go, either ghosts you or it doesn't talk to you in the room that they're with you in. It's as if you're not there or they'll discard you and block you and you won't hear from them and they won't respond to you. That's a kind of a, a mixture of silent treatments. Anyway, I digress again. So, um, yeah, they'll test all these things out on you and they'll ask you questions uh, to try and ascertain what is the most effective 
form of abuse to use on you. Now, they won't be thinking, aha, I better find out now how I can abuse this person to the best, to my best advantage. It's just instinctive. It's natural. It's all going in to the noggin as they're getting to know you. So then we come to the nasty, you know, devaluation stage when they're putting you down to make themselves feel better. And they're really enjoying this stage. So they've got all the, you know, the praise out of you and, you know, the admiration out of you and the love bomb stage. And they've had a whale of a time feeling great about themselves. And then you're kind of getting a little bit, you know, you're getting on with your daily life. You're not kind of going narcissist I adore you you're just wonderful you're the best thing that ever happened to me I love you I think you're amazing you know that <laughs> the romantic stage when they're giving you the best time you've ever had in your life maybe but it's it's kind of the movie it's the the intro the beginning of the movie and then the the music changes in the movie and it goes doom doom you know and there's there's kind of warning dark music going on in the background and the narcissist is then going to change up and start to give you a bit of devaluation to see how you react. And so long as they're causing the reaction, they're happy, they feel powerful. And what they want to see is they want you taken down, you know, because you're in the full flight of your beauty in the love bomb stage and you're confident and you're happy and you're you and you're just delighted with yourself. They don't like to see that. You're getting too, your head is getting too big. You're getting a bit above yourself and above them. And you're maybe beginning to bring in some ideas to the relationship or, you know, give some direction or take some control. You're feeling confident. Uh -uh. Not going to happen with a narcissist. Not going to happen. Growth is not going to happen. Equality. Equality is not a thing a narcissist recognises or your agency or anything to do with you as an individual. Supply, they want supply from you. It's all about them. So here's the thing, guys, they'll really vamp up the triangulation if they think that that's really going to work with you. So they'll intensely make you jealous of somebody else. And when they see your reaction, and remember, your reaction is a healthy reaction to an intense situation. So you may not say be a jealous person, but they will bring this into to hurt you like they'll jab knives into you with this other person and they'll kind of poke you and 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 you know elbow you and really really they want a reaction from you and if you give a natural healthy reaction of jealousy even though you're not a jealous person they'll be going you know the little devil on on their shoulder will be wagging its tail saying ha ha you're not so goody goody of after all you know you're not so lovey dovey where's all the love and you know uh, flower power, love and generosity and kindness here. Mm, you're being a bit nasty, aren't you? And it's kind of like they believe their way of life and they don't believe anyone else is actually genuinely good. And of course, as human beings, we're flawed. We're not we're not perfect. That's what makes us real human beings. So the narcissist, you know, the narcissist is 
kind of believes, projects that everybody else is like them. So they want to see you taken down. They want to see you falling and they want to be the cause of it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. They'll also do things like, uh, you know, kind of gaslight you. You know, you kind of have a very strong feeling that they're cheating or something. And when you question them about it, they really put you down and say, you really, you really are paranoid, aren't you? You know, you're very insecure. You do have a lot of issues there that you need to work on. And you know what your family said about you? I mean, there's there probably is something there. You know, they, they probably were right about you all along. And then any self-doubt you have in the area that they're pinpointing, which is whatever little wound you have, whichever self-doubt you have. And remember, self-doubt is healthy. Introspection is healthy. Um, so as a healthy person, you will have that within you. They will put their finger in your wound and they'll twist it around and they'll they'll really they'll bring out something more than what's there. So it'll be in your face and you will be trying to defend it. And you may you may react with, with what we call is reactive abuse to defend your position because you feel that they're being unfair on the one hand, but on the other hand, you're self-doubting because you have been trying to improve and you're trying to grow and you don't want to overlook anything that might be wrong with you. So it's a hell of a confusing, awfully abusive situation, but it's manufactured. It's a fake situation manufactured at an intense level to get an intense reaction from you. And we often call this reactive abuse. You're reacting to abuse. So they're causing you pain on purpose to get a reaction from you. And of course, the solution to this for people that know about narcissistic abuse is to stand back and to look at what the other person is doing to realize you're you're, you're feeling pain and getting, you know, dreadful feelings coming up within you. But instead of reacting to it, you wonder why the person is doing that and you question and then you give a measured response. But if you don't know about narcissistic abuse and you're with the person who, you know, you you believe is your lifelong partner that you love, you don't expect them to be abusing you. So you will be introspecting and you will be reacting and you will be in a chaotic situation. And that's reactive abuse. And now here's the thing, guys, that's so dangerous about reactive abuse. The narcissist is getting a kick at the time that they're causing this reactive abuse in you. And they're really, in, they're actually really enjoying seeing you shouting at them or going crazy if this happens or throwing something or ringing their family or doing things that you wouldn't normally do. And you're, it, it, it also makes you feel ill-confident and very, very actually insecure about yourself 
because any doubts you would have had growing up and guys, none of us are 100 percent confident unless you're pathological or a narcissist and you totally believe that you're right about everything. So our confidence can be shook and particularly in a very intense um in a very special relationship, in a familial relationship with with a very good friend, you know, with a mentor, with a uh, with a lover, with a husband, a wife. These these relationships are nearly what we help to measure ourselves by, not to totally validate ourselves, but it kind of gives us it gives us feedback on maybe what we're doing and who we are. So it's very disturbing if you find yourself having reactions that you don't normally have to things, but not realising that you're being poked and provoked to get these reactions out of you. And then this person is munching on these reactions, is licking their lips and sitting back and smirking and going, ha ha. So who's Mrs. or Mr. Perfect now? Not so nice now, are you? Not so good now, are you? Now we're seeing your true self, aren't we? We're not seeing your true self at all, guys. We're seeing, we're seeing a very painful, intense reaction to a falsely, a diabolical created situation. So let's move it on a bit because this is where this particular narc con fraudster carry on can really have a devastating effect. When you've been discarded or the relationship is over and you are trying to recover and the narcissist has left you with finger wagging, telling you all about you and how bad you are. And if it wasn't because you were so jealous and if you didn't do this and you didn't do that, if you didn't have so many problems, we'd still be together and I wouldn't have gone off to this other person who's the love of my life now, even though I only met them three months ago or um I've just gone back to someone that I've criticised to you for the last year and a half. But now I think that they're uh, Cleopatra. They're a goddess or a god above all others. And they were the one I was waiting for all my life. Oh, my God, guys. I mean, it's crazy. Narcissists, narcissists have a personality disorder. It's not normal. It's very, very uh, unhealthy, diabolical. <laughs> Remy, I am glad that you agree. <laughs> I'm glad you agree. <laughs> oh, God, guys, you must think I'm a bit nuts sometimes. Um, anyway, Remy is agreeing. And for anyone that doesn't know who Remy is, um, he's he is my best friend and dog. Yes, thank you, Remy. So getting back to what the worst, the worst part of a narcissist causing you reactive abuse in the relationship. And they've wagged their finger and told you that all the things, you know, that you had doubts about and you said about yourself and all those people that said those things about you are now right and that that's the reason they've left. Well, that's going to keep you in a terrible state if you don't know that you've been narcissistically abused because you're going to be ruminating over Oh my God, if I hadn't done that, maybe I was a little crazy. Why did I do that? If I hadn't done that, maybe they wouldn't have, you know, gone on to this person. Is this person really, you know, 
you know, the, the right person. Have I? Is there something wrong with me? Oh, my God, do I have to work on myself? Maybe those things I thought about myself are really true. Maybe those things my my mother or father said to me or my sister or brother or friend. Oh, my God, maybe, you know, I just don't realize it, but maybe there is something really badly wrong with me. Now, stop it now. Just stop it. This is exactly what they want you to be doing for months and months and years and years until they decide to come back and hoover you and save you and ask you, well, now, did you work on all those things that we were talking about? And if you have, I'll take you back. And then, of course, if you do accept the hoover, you're falling over yourself. You've been groomed. You've been really groomed at this stage to not put up, not even squeak when they're abusing you to do exactly what they want, to be the doormat that they want to wipe their feet on until such time as the next love of their life comes along. So delivered with the usual sarcasm, guys, because it's the only it's the only way to look at what the narcissist does and think from a healthy perspective, not necessarily sarcastic humor, but you have to laugh. It is laughable. It's very painful when you go through it. But when you understand the con that's been pulled on you and particularly the con from the distance, the con after they've gone, the con that remains with you, and they know that you're going to be in pain and ruminating over them telling you, you know, how bad you are. So that is the reactive abuse con is one of the worst cons they can do in you because it does take you time to unravel your brain from the words they leave you with. And remember, they have one, found out what your weak points are or what you can be pressed on. And, any, and most people can be pressed on triangulation and gaslighting. But if you're particularly susceptible, they'll hone in on that particular you know, one particular manipulative abuse, manipulative abuse. So the next thing that they do is they do the abuse on you to get you to react. So you've gone into a reaction over the abuse called reactive abuse. Then they tell you that your reactive abuse that was caused by them is now the cause that they are leaving you, even though they caused you to be like that. Then they'll tell you that's the reason they're leaving you and that another person is better than you because they don't do that. Then you'll be left trying to figure out if that's actually true, which will keep you in a holding position for the narcissist to come back, for you not to recover and go on to have an, a healthy relationship with someone else who recognises your beauty. Then the narcissist will come back and you'll be much more under control if you haven't done something worse and ended your life or gotten into a terrible situation or had a breakdown or all the things that this diabolical abuse can cause people to do. I hope that's helped and I hope that's put that to bed. Stop blaming yourself. It is not your fault that you got 
conned by an abuser. Take great care, guys, and we will talk again soon. Love to you all.